This is Jimmy Jernigan, and you're listening to the Daily Dose of Wood Podcast. All right, guys, welcome on NFL agent and business manager, Zach Hillier. He doesn't just represent your normal NFL players. His clients, Dalvin Cook, J.K. Dobbins, Merging Stars. Zach, what's going on, man? Nothing. Thank you for having me. Of course. Dalvin just had a big game on Sunday, four TDs. Did you talk to him after the game? What do you have to say about that performance? He just he's just doing what he what he does. Like that's that's just Dalvin. That's that's the football player that I've known this whole time. Since he stepped into the NFL, every game that he's active, he averages over a hundred and I think now he's got to be up to like 112 yards a game. So it's like. It's just, you know, I kind of expected. I actually didn't watch that game. I didn't watch the four touchdown game. So I was just getting a ton of texts, like, nonstop. Yeah, he's been on fire. I mean, ever since, like you said, stepped into the league, he's always been putting up crazy numbers. I saw some today where he's, like, first in every single category for running backs, which is insane. He's always had that high-powered mentality, keep going. I think think, uh, that also, he's in a great system in, in Minnesota and got a great old line. I mean, right, fits him. Yeah, they and I, they've also they've always they've been the team to have like a great running back. So like when he got drafted there, it was couldn't have been better. Like worked out perfectly. Perfectly. How did you first get linked up with them? Were you childhood friends with him? How did you first run into him and get connected? No, um, I actually met him on a cold call, and that was it. We we met and just kind of like connected, and that was it. Now you started loyalty and above. You started this whole thing. Did you always have dreams of becoming an NFL agent or a business manager? Uh, yeah, I mean, like, growing up, uh, playing sports, obviously everybody wants to be a professional athlete. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm a pretty good athlete. I'm only, like, 5'8", 100 now. Like, I, I'm not going to say, like, obviously there's some definitely uh, small guys in, in the league in any sport you'll For find. Sure. You know, but, like, I, I kind of recognize my way into the industry would be um, – on the uh, off the field and business uh, guidance slash like handling those type of endeavors. So right. I started my own like event planning company, like party promotion business when I was in college. And from that, I happened to meet an, uh, an agent who kind of wanted to bring me in to help facilitate uh, his clients having fun when they were visiting New York. And from there, it just seemed like it was a good fit for me. And that was it. I Did was you go to for... school in New York? No, I went to Michigan. Okay. And then you were doing event planning there or here in the city? What happens is like every, obviously uh, I went to Michigan, you got the whole big 10 in the, uh, in the summer, at least when pre COVID you would go, you get your internship in New York city, like everybody from all those schools. I would kind of over the summers just organize, Hey, everyone's going to go to this spot tonight. Everyone's going to go to this spot this night. And uh, pretty, pretty successful uh, business. The party promoter gets a, real negative connotation, but if you do it the way that I did it, it's highly, highly, highly financially successful. And also, um, you don't have to kind of have that negative rep. Sure. And that's how you first got your foot in the door through the party plan. Then you jumped over, got yes. worked with this agent and then yeah. cold call with Dalvin cook. And then you just grew from there. Was that one of your first big clients? Yeah. Dalvin was my first client on my own. So Wow, and I guess you could say in his eyes he was kind of taking a risk for 
someone who doesn't have many years of experience, but in your eyes, you have the experience you need. You're young like he is, and you could see things, you know, in a different way in a, a growing world of social media and ways to profit. I know your big yeah, thing is how each athlete could profit off just their likeness image and all that, and that's a big thing that you've done with loyalty and above. We'll jump into that real quick if you want to just, you know, go over exactly what is loyalty and above for our listeners listening that want to know. Yeah, it's loyalty above all, and, like, it just kind of came to me. So uh, what I what I kind of recognize and, what like you said, like with Dalvin, um, just he believed in me, and I obviously everybody believed in him. I mean, he's been a superstar since he was, I guess, picked up a football. Mm-hmm. But uh, – uh, the the NFL business really changed in 2011 and there's the collective bargaining agreement. There was a new collective bargaining agreement. And basically what happened was from my perspective is prior to 2011 guys would get drafted and then they would negotiate with teams based on, Hey, whatever. So players that happen to have so, so good agents, they would get good deals and players that didn't have good agents were getting really bad deals. So right. the NFL player association was like, you know what, we're just going to completely slot this system and we'll go from there. And what happened was, is they just also completely lowered all the money that the rookies make. But once there was a slotted system, it doesn't matter if you've ever negotiated an NFL rookie contract in your life. Like I can teach you in this podcast how to negotiate a rookie contract just as well as I can do it. So um, just explaining that to players like Dalvin being transparent, like, Hey, it's not what it's cracked out to be. That's three to four years down the road. Yeah. if you don't make it to that point and what does the NFL stand for? It stands for not for long. Why are you making a decision who you want in your life today for three to four years down the road? So from my perspective, what loyalty above all believes is you should have that person that you truly feel has your best interest and wants to be there for you 24 seven. And there was nobody better for that than me. I was 25 really going to be my only client at the time. So I could dedicate my time to him. And then I also believe on the, like you were talking about with the brand and the likeness, and the marketing, the person that's going to market any player in the league the best is the person that knows them the best because if they know them the best, they know what makes them tick, they can find the best opportunities. So that's how with Dalvin, his last name being Cook, and he genuinely loves cooking, I, that's where we came up with the chef. And then Genius. Yeah, and then basically what players also need to realize is that depending on what market you're in, there's completely different marketing. So, for example, I, I couldn't have told Dalvin that his logo is going to be a chef head that looks like a Viking when I was recruiting him, right? Did right. we know he was getting drafted by the Vikings? No. No, he just felt comfortable with me and believed in our relationship and believed that, listen, this guy's going to creatively work for me and think about me. This is the best fit for me. And that's kind of like what loyalty above all is all about is just finding the right people that have talents, whether it's sports um, or just music or social media entertainment. They have a talent. They want somebody that they trust to, to guide them and truly believe that has their best interests at heart. So. Hundred percent, and then you've been able to work off that Dalvin Cook contract and bring in other big guys like J.K. Dobbins, and I know you have like a eight or nine guys under you. Mm-hmm. What about that contract that Dalvin Cook signed in the off season? You had to be happy, man, for that I mean, I was, type of money I, I, and like the running back. I was position. excited. I was excited for him. I was excited for him. I mean, you know, it's like the the best part of the job so far. I would would be that contract, but not because like getting it done. It's more so because like you have a client who becomes family and they get drafted and like, yeah, even if you get drafted at the top of the draft, like 
the numbers, I guess, are much higher, but you get drafted in, in the second round and you're in the NFL. Yeah, you get drafted, you got $6.7 million, right? It's a yeah. lot of money, but ultimately this is football careers are short, right? So it's like you're kind of growing together over your football career and then now it's like, boom, you sign that contract and I can just kind of look at it and be like, yeah, you're set. You know, it's like, this is what it was about. Just go play football and it's football's back, which is what he loves to do. And it's just football. Like he's not worried about anything besides running that rock. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So it's just, that's what was the best part about it. Not necessarily the financials or anything like that. What was the contract negotiations like in, in the eyes of an NFL agent? What goes into it is a lot of back and forth, back and forth. Cause nowadays you see a lot of players holding out. And I know that Dalvin came out and said that he wasn't going to do that and that you were able to get the deal done with both sides agreeing. Tell me, every, tell me what the contract negotiations look like. Every single negotiation is going to be different because it depends on the player, the team, the, the, the position, sure. and what they ultimately want, right? So um, with Dalvin, everybody knew he loved football, and the only team he wanted to play for was the Vikings. So as much as I was screaming for the rooftops, ultimately all he wanted to do was be a Minnesota Viking. So we, we knew that the deal would get done and that they would do right by him, and it was just – going back and forth depending on what was going on in the world because obviously it was an interesting time with COVID, not knowing if games were going to be played, what the economics of the future looked like. So that was just an interesting situation. But every negotiation is really different. The rookie contracts, there's no negotiation whatsoever. You just get drafted. and I, I, There's nothing to do, like yeah. literally nothing, nothing at all. And you kind of taught yourself or learned from this agent that took you in about, you know, negotiating these contracts and – where to set your price, how to go into it, how to deal with these I mean, it's, big it's, owners. I think it's just anybody that studies business, right? So, like, what what, what would you look at? You, you kind of like, okay, well, this guy plays running back. Okay, where do I feel he ranks as a running back? Okay, well, I feel he ranks here. Let me find out what they think. Okay, where do you guys think he ranks? Oh, well, we think he ranks here. Okay, well, let's work that out first because I think, okay, fine. This is the, this is the simplest way to put it is, like, if a guy's clearly the best at a position, right? All yeah. you got to do is go look at what was the last guy making and just go above that. But you'd be surprised how many players sign worse deals than players that it is. It's a, it's a crazy business. Let's just say that. Yeah. And definitely a crazy business. Definitely a busy business. You, you know, your phone was going, your phone was always going off yeah. nonstop. Walk mm-hmm. me through what a typical day in your life looks like when you are, you know, not negotiating contracts or whatever. What, like say on a day like today, what are you handling? What are you doing? Uh, today I, I woke up, I went for a run and then just looking for marketing opportunities, taking care of anything that possibly comes up. No day is the same, just different phone calls, different meetings, and just making sure that, that my clients can focus on what they do best, whether it's making music, uh, creating social content or just playing football and staying in their playbook and not worrying about anything else because there's a lot of really, really, really good football players. And, but to get to that next contract and that next level you got to take football so seriously you got to be in that playbook 24 7 for sure you got to be worrying about just on the field and if you're worrying about anything else outside of football you're not going to make it and that's why you see guys that are top draft picks and they had all the talent but Ball. something outside outside factors were stressing them and pulling them in directions that they couldn't focus on what they need to do then Absolutely. it doesn't work out so i try to just make sure that my guys know that like hey they can worry about what they do best and I'll worry about what I do best. And that's taking care of everything else that they need. Now, do you have people working under you or are you handling all this on your own? 
so I just recently expanded. I, and I, I have like two people that, that work with me, uh, very closely. Um, and, uh, I'm, I'm kind of trying to build out more of like, uh, uh a team, let's say not sure. necessarily, I don't really do the whole internship thing at this moment. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but I, I got, I might do a little more research into it now that I've like kind of started building this brand yeah. before, before I, I kind of just never worried about marketing myself or marketing any type of company or anything like that. It was just more so just really focusing on the, on making sure I got to the point where, Hey, like not only can you sign a guy out of college and guide them through their career, let's get that second contract done. So that now that you have a guy, that's a Testament that like, Hey, he can get you from college through the league and all the ups and downs and to generational wealth. So now that I've done that, I kind of want to build out a brand and a team around what I think is the right process to go through and to get to that point. So that's where LA kind of is now just really building uh, upon itself. Absolutely. And you not only just handle NFL, you know, players managing them, but you're doing, you're reaching out to the music industry and Mm -hmm. you manage, I believe Bob Menery, who we've had on the show before earlier in the year. Interesting character. He's something else. I don't know if you guys were quite yet working together then uh, when we first had him on, but you're working together now. What do you got for him? planned in the future because he's not your typical you know say musician or athlete he's kind of a kind of all over the place you could really do a lot of things with him i know he's doing the yeah. buffalo wild wings right now what else has he yeah. got going I mean, for the I, future I think, bob, I think bob's a special guy i was not working in the same capacity as i am now with him when he was on your show i was more just consulting him whenever bob realizes that realized that he couldn't make a decision he'd be like all right let me just call zach and like obviously i always picked up and everything now we're working on a more like day-to-day sure. uh, basis, which is always what I wanted. I actually, I've known Bob from the first day he went viral. Oh, really? Uh, we got, yeah, we got connected. We linked up. That's a story for another time. Not sure, yeah. not, ne- not necessarily meant for the podcast, but yeah. Uh, yeah. So I think that with Bob, like he has an incredible voice, incredible energy, incredible personal abilities. He's, he's just a great guy. It's just kind of building outwards. Like what is an actual R-rated network that he likes to talk about look like and what are, who are the right partners for him to, 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 to be aligned with that can take him to that next level that that'll give him that access to build out a type of sports center or, or, uh, or any other type of like, uh, sure. Like a, network. a networking yeah. and yeah. he's, he's obviously done it the right way. He's attacking it good with his, I know his collaborations, like with Nelk hanging out with them, that has yeah. a huge he's influence. Got a great, yeah. Yeah, Bob's a smart guy, and and it's kind of just figuring out exactly what the what the network looks like, or uh, not to compete with you at all, but no, I, no, see, I, I, I see the podcast as a as a major opportunity for him. He just has a great voice, and he's amazing at just making people open up. So I could see a podcast really taking off for him. So that's really like my focus right now. Yeah, I know he's he's put in. He had the first one. I don't know if it, before Zapped he had it with Timmy Bounce Back, and then he. Yeah change it up now he has the zapped one and mm-hmm. obviously through your help and his networking he's been able to pull big guests like Dalvin cook and some some of the other people he's had mm-hmm. on so and like you said his voice is you know no one really has only few people are gifted with commentary yeah. voices yeah. like that so exactly. you should be able to run with that wrapping up here you're gonna be at any nfl games or have you gone to any I have not gone to any games this season. I I I, I don't. I really don't know how it works. Some games have fans. Some games don't. I think I'm going to the Titans Ravens game, uh, not this week, but the following week to see J.K. Um, and as long as 
they still are allowing fans. I know some teams just today just said no more fans. Oh, wow. So we'll see. I mean, I, I, I love going to football games. I mean, it's great environment, great, just great sure. to be there. And obviously supporting the guys and, and watching them do what they do. So yeah. I, I definitely hope that by next season it's back to normal. Yeah, definitely got to get out of New York State for now. I don't know if you just saw Andrew Cuomo just dropped the 10 p.m. curfew on bars and yeah, all kinds. Well, I got out of the, the nightlife game at the right time, I guess. So. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you were in it now, it would be just, it's like destroyed yeah, it's right now. It sucks. I'm, yeah. I mean, I still have like connections and everything in it, and it's, it's, it still was a revenue generator, I'll say, but like, yeah, I'm not as focused on it as I was. The South is the place to be. I was just down in South Carolina, and, you know, they didn't skip a, skip a beat down there. They're still no, going strong. Yeah, well, the draft was right in the heart of it, and it was it was interesting to see that. You, it was just like nothing was happening, honestly. Uh, so, that's probably a big event for you in the yeah, years it was past. Cool. Yeah, we had a great time with J.K. and his family, so, and I'm excited for him, and he's uh, an emerging he's star. Gonna, yeah, he's going to – he's definitely when – they, when, they, when, they when they let him rock, he's going to – he's definitely going to – I mean, I, I, people's eyes are already open on him coming from Ohio State and being the star that he is. And right. he's second in all in rushing yards at Ohio State. He has a bunch of records. Uh, they'll, they'll figure it out soon enough to just let him, let him do his thing. But I'm not complaining, honestly, because, listen, you can go for 2,000 yards. You can go for 2,000 yards in your rookie year, but you don't do that year three. Everyone's got short-term memory. Exactly. It's, we don't I'm, – I'm, and, listen, I, I – I love Saquon. I, I root for all the running backs, and I hope he gets a humongous contract because the running back market could use a reset. So sure. I'm, I'm interested to see what happens there. I'm rooting for him 100. percent How does a Ohio State guy trust a Michigan guy? How do you gain his trust there? <laughs> uh, I mean, listen, I, I paid Michigan a quarter million dollars. Alvin, obviously, uh, I I signed him um, pretty fairly uh, quickly after his last game, and he went for. 250 yards and four touchdowns in the orange bowl. So, and I was, I was there the happiest person you could see. So yeah, he knew he's in good hands. Well, Zach, exactly. man, I appreciate you joining us. We'll have to uh, maybe catch up sometime in person mm-hmm. when For you're sure. not as busy and, you know, talk, sure. talk some For more, sure. talk some more stories, talk some business, work some out. Mm-hmm. We're just growing here at the podcast now, but I've been landing some big, big time yeah. guys, you know, growing each day. I've only been at it for like six months and I've already got some, Ah, Big time people. It's all about consistency. So I'm going to look to keep growing. Good to get to know you or meet you Mm -hmm. over the computer. I'd love to get to talk to you in person and talk some business, talk some other shit. Definitely. Just hit me up. I will, bro. All right, man. Appreciate you. If you like that episode, be sure to hit that subscribe button up top. Every episode, we are getting bigger and bigger. We're growing a bigger fan base, more loyal subscribers. I appreciate you guys, the loyal daily dose patience. But until next episode, it's your boy Jimmy Jernigan signing off. Twenty twenty, I came to fuck it up. Yeah, I want a long life.